such meaningless thought The shell appears strong But the inside is right It's time to be stirred The time is now The winds have changed Read the signs No time to hide The winds have changed Millennia ago from the little cave on the tiny island of Patmos in the Aegean Sea, the heavens opened. Since then, the world has been fascinated by the cosmic upheaval brewing on the horizon of history. The upheaval is now upon us. It is within us. To some degree, it always has been. But there has been a sudden and violent shift in the affairs of the world. The winds have changed. Heaven will not be silent. Let's now join Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Koska, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and author of A Mother's Plea, For the Winds Have Changed. Together we can pave the way for a hopeful response to the signs of our times. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Mike Stark, and it's time to get smart. Um, I'm filling in for Father Anthony today, and um, I want to welcome a couple of good friends of mine um, from the north of the Cheddar Curtain, uh, from the Men of Christ, uh, Kevin O'Brien and Jim Miklich. Um Are you guys there? We are. We're here, Mike. How are you doing? Great. Good, good, good. Yeah. We we got a lot to Fantastic. talk about. You got the uh you got the big conference coming up in a couple of uh in a couple of days next weekend and uh the 11th if I am correct and I know I am. Um and for those of you out there that uh are not aware of it, that's why we're uh that's why we're talking to you today. Uh the Men of Christ is a conference that I started going to about 10 years ago and um it has it's an amazing uh, conference. It's become the biggest men's conference in the in the country. I don't know um, if I can say the world because I don't know what's going on in other places, but certainly here it's grown. And I remember the first conference I was at, um, I'm going to do a little sidebar here because uh, if you guys have been watching the news, uh, you know a gentleman by the name of Mark Houck who, uh, you know, has had a little run-in with our uh, our fun government and uh, he was a great man that I met uh, at the first conference ever. And every year you guys bring in some great speakers like Mark Houck and others. So um, let's get started. Um, why don't you guys each uh, introduce yourselves uh, to the audience and uh, tell them who you are. And uh, then we can talk about the Men of Christ and uh, how it got started and, and where it's going from there. Hey, Jim, you want to go first, Jim? Take it away, Kevin. You take it away. <laughs> okay. Kevin, you're the now, boss, Kevin. Kev. <laughs> yeah, well, not a boss, just one. Yeah, one of uh, one of the key guys that uh, work on it. Well, Kevin O'Brien, uh, you know, uh, started with a group of men uh, back in 2006, right? With this idea of bringing men together. And Mike, one of the things that we do is we don't um, um, think of it just as a conference, right? It really is a a bridge to bring men home, and we create this powerful experience that guy that guys enter into that allow the uh, God's you know, mercy to work through them, and then they actually start their evangelize. So we want to get to the heart. I know we'll hit some of that. So started back, I my reconversion back to the faith started way back when we, after, after playing pro football, uh, went to the sacrament of confession, scales came off, I came to understand the beauty of the faith, was invited to a, a men's conference out in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, did that for a couple of years, and then we're my wife and I are both from the Midwest. We came out here to the Milwaukee area, and I just was surrounded by great men. And through that, we tapped it and started Men of Christ from nothing. So right now, I'm the current president uh, of the of the group and the apostolate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, thanks, Kevin. Um, 
Yeah, my name is uh, Jim Mikulitz, and uh, back in 2007, got a call from my parish priest, and he asked me if uh, I had um, or could help a bunch of guys who were trying to get some men's conference started. Um, I work in the communication space, so um, and uh, my priest was about two heads taller than me, so I said, sure, um, you know, for fear of, you know, he was also a football player, so um, yeah, I, I knew what would happen if I said no. So uh, anyway, we got involved. And as Kevin said, you know, we just met the greatest group of guys who are just on fire for their faith. They're, you know, not afraid to stand up for what's right. And it's just been, you know, awesome to get to know these guys and, uh, you know, make them some of the best friends that I've ever had. Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, let's talk about it. And I said conference because that's kind of how it's all, it's kind of categorized there. I know when I first uh, had Truth in Life, um, I thought, okay, this would be a good conference to be part of. And Kevin, you were nice enough to, you know, invite me up there to the conference and uh, and introduce our audio Bible uh, back in 2010, I believe it was. Um, but uh, I was amazed at just the sheer magnitude of, of the conference at that point. And obviously it's grown from there. But who who are the men of Christ? And, and, and um, how do you reach the men that you're... Uh, you're trying to reach because it's hard to reach people uh, a lot yeah. of the time in, in today's world to do something well, you know, I, I, for the faith. Yeah, it is. You're, you're absolutely right. And the culture is impacting us, no question. And, you know, who, who are men of Christ? Men of Christ are a group of Catholic men that come together uh, to make a difference in the world. And that difference, that uh, main difference we really truly believe is by evangelizing men, right? Bringing men back into the faith. Uh, because what we believe is, uh, when you get the man, you get the father, you get the family, and then if you get the family, you get society. So our our push is to strengthen the father so we can strengthen the family, and then through that, uplift the culture. And the conference experience, really, it does three—it's it's like it's, it's a start of a process. So the first step, as I've been saying, is to evangelize. We really want to get to a man's heart. It's interesting, you know, when you read the Gospel and they talk about it, I think it's Mark's Gospel where— it talks about all the, the evil uh, comes from the heart. So we want to get to that. And to create this powerful experience, right, so that's the first step in evangelizing, create a powerful experience to get to the heart. We use the conference to do that. And also what it does is it puts a, a, a date on the calendar for us to say, okay, we are going to go out and go out into the deep. And one of the things that we've been talking a lot about this year is we are creating the greatest men's evangelization experience that we've ever undertaken. And what do I mean by that? We have probably close to 100 different parishes. There's colleges involved. I think it's up to six or seven states now that are, 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 are getting involved. So we're seeing this ripple effect of goodness to go out and for people to use it as a way to evangelize, to invite men back into the faith. And then once they come, we then want to catechize them, meaning form them in their faith, and then through that, we want to unify them, you know, create this strength in numbers and, and really help lift up the men. Kevin, if I can add to that, um, you know, Men of Christ originally was a conference. We were bringing, you know, the first one, 1,700 men together. Um, uh, by the time, you know, 2020, uh, 2019 hit, we were bringing 3,500, 3,700 men uh, together. Um, and then came uh, uh, 2020 and COVID. Two days before our conference, um, we got shut down. And <clears throat> that led us to think about, okay, what was going to happen, you know, the following year in 2021. You know, we decided that, okay, if we couldn't be guaranteed that we wouldn't be shut down again, um, how would we still bring the, the Men of Christ Conference to the good men who had uh, who wanted to come and new men who were going to come? And we decided to take it to the parish level. And that meant, um, it, you know, it was... It was it was troubling in a way because they, the men didn't get that huge conference feeling, right? You know, 3,500 men, men and their sons and their brothers and their uncles and fathers. You know, you, you didn't get that feeling. We were worried about that. But what we heard was kind of interesting was that, you know, I'm here I am at my parish. You know, I'm a guy. I'm sitting there with my family. Mass ends. We go our own way. And I see all these men around me who 
I know by face, but not by name, and surely not by their hearts. And what we thought was, um, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to really, you know, build um, community, you know, within uh, the, the, uh, the, the parishes among the men. And that was the feedback we got in 2020, uh, 2021. We did the same in 2022, and in 2023, um, we're doing that yet again. And uh, that's where, you know, kind of word of mouth happens, and people kind of stumble into us, and uh, you know, online, and all of a sudden you got parishes in New York and Virginia and Minnesota, you know, and Illinois, um, seeing how they could get in, involved. So, you know, the, the evolution was big conference, and it's still a big conference, right, with, you know, thousands and thousands of men. Um, but it's a chance, and we, we actually promote this um, during the conferences, you know, introduce yourself to three guys from your parish who you don't know when you're at this thing on on March 11th, you know, and the connections are going to happen and more connections and mentorships are going to happen between older guys and younger guys. You know, we just want to really build up that community of men um, who are solid, you know, Catholic Christians who are willing to share their faith. You know, um, I'm going to want to do this because the show goes an hour. So uh, in case people are tuning in late, um, before we go to commercial each break, I want to uh, offer the people out there an opportunity to know how they can sign up for it and what they can do with their parish, because um, the objective is to invite more people in. I know we've uh, we've got several parishes down here. Uh, they're doing it, what, at Marytown, I believe, as well. Um, but we have groups of people gathering here. And we've got a week to go, so we got to get on this and tell these people, hey, if you want to do something, it's not too late. What what can uh, the people, uh, good people here uh, that are listening to the show do, Jim or Kevin, either or? Jim, why don't you walk them through, because you're sure. the closest to it. Yeah, very good. Um, the, the Men of Christ website is uh, menofchrist.net. We cast a, a broad net. Uh, we are fishers of men, so menofchrist.net. Um, if you go there, you'll see the 2020 conference, ta- or 2023 conference tab, and as soon as you click that and start scrolling down, you're going to get smacked by a page full of, you know, 115, 120, I don't even know what the number is up to now, participating parishes um, in a, a number of states. We picked up, um, you know, a guy heard the call and, and, and just got on board yesterday in Minnesota. Um, you know, our, uh, we've got the uh, folks all the way out on Long Island in New York. So um, the other thing that I would say is that if, if, you know, if you don't think you can pull something together at your parish, um, there is, and, and you'll see that underneath at, at the very last entry for registration, there's a home viewing option. Um, we encourage you to sign up there to watch the conference at home. It's going to start at 845 uh, Central Time on uh, Saturday, 11 March, uh, just next Saturday. And, um, yeah, just sign up there and go to menofchrist.net on, on that day at 845 Central. There's going to be a button on your home screen that you can't miss that says Watch Live. So you can do that, and when does it end? The conference will conclude four hours later at 12.45 Central Time, and then within a week or so, all of the recordings of our great speakers, uh, uh, MLB All-Star Mike Sweeney, uh, Father John Burns, our own Archbishop Jerome Lestecki, who's been a faithful friend for 14 years, Chicago uh, guy. Kevin O'Brien. He's a Chicago guy. Listecki. Yeah, he is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, and uh, Mr. Bart Schutz out of uh, Florida, um, yeah, he'll be with us as well. So if you if you can't stay for the whole conference on Saturday, eleven March, um, you can at least pick up the talks and get a little feel for what a, a Men of Christ experience is like from our resources page. Again, that's at menofchrist.net. Great. We will be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. Thank you. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age three and four, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more, providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststanschicago.org. 
ststanschicago.org. I'm Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Kostka, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and you are listening to The Winds of Change. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When winds of change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the winds of change tile and click on the listen live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. music from uh, a great movie, my favorite movie. I'll talk about Leader of Men, uh, George Patton, um, probably the greatest. If you ask me who my hero is, I'd say Patton. Um, and we are talking to two gentlemen that are leading men, um, Kevin and Jim from the Men of Christ. And I'll let uh, you guys pick up where we left off. Um, why, uh, why is it so important to evangelize men? You know, Mike, that's a great question. Uh, well, first of all, when you look at it, it's interesting. When you look at the uh, the data, right, there, there's almost, uh, you could call it a, uh, a famine of fatherhood. And um, the Pew Research just came out uh, recently with a study that the U.S. is number one in fatherless homes um, by a factor of three. I, I just found that uh, fascinating. So the U.S. has the world's highest rate of children living in a single-parent household. And when you look at that and you look at those numbers, what's the ramifications for it, right? What what actually happens? And you look at some of the data behind it. You know, there's I'm, I'm looking at, at some of the results right now. Just fatherless homes are four times more likely to live in poverty and at greater risk for drug and alcohol abuse. Um, you've got a higher proportion. It's interesting. Um, reports that the most reliable indicator indicator of violent crime in a community is the proportion of fatherless families, and then ninety percent of all school shooters come from fatherless homes. So it's just there, you know, as the father goes, so goes the family. And the interesting data is, if the father stays in the faith, uh, the children stay in the faith. So there's this power that the fathers have, and you know, Satan knows if he strikes the shepherd, he scatters the sheep. He takes out the father of the family, he can get to the to the wife and the, to the children. And that's one of the things that we need to do. And the culture, right, the culture that we're immersed in is there's an attack on this, on the authority, right? Because fathers bring peace and order, and when you take that out, chaos reigns. And we're seeing that take place right now, and that's one of the reasons why we've put such an effort. And, you know, there is this, it's a diff, it's, sometimes it's a hard lift, because guys don't, feel like either they're they're living in that in a good life there's almost this you know they feel a, a sense of guilt that keeps them away or they feel it's not important or they bought into the cultural lie right so we really do and we were very active our our model is more of a sales model and what do i mean by that we call it the tap we're out there intentionally trying to bring guys back home to the faith well, that's um, that, that's a very valid point. I mean, turn on any uh, any legitimate music uh, music uh, news organizations, and you'll see how our government right now. You look into what the uh, the attorney general, unfortunately, a guy from Chicago, did to Mark Houck, and what they've done oh, yeah. to other people of faith that are um, just. Um, and maybe I should assume that everyone that is listening to the show doesn't know what happened. But Mark was at a uh, praying outside an abortion clinic with his kid when a crazy. Uh, pro-abortion uh, person went after his son, he defended his son, and then a year later the uh, the FBI descended on his house with guns and, uh, you know, in, in SWAT gear. But, and it was just him and his, his young family. Um, and like I said, I met him at, at your conference um, many years ago, went out to speak at his conference in Pennsylvania, and he's a peaceful, uh, loving man, and he just... Um, you know, they said on TV, they're saying they're attacking Catholics. This is a Catholic radio show. 
that uh, the government is going after uh, people that believe in God because they want you to believe in the government. And if, if, if you have a mind of your own and you say, hey, there's a higher power, um, that's not what they want you to think. They want you to think that uh, they're the high power and you need to rely on them. And what you really need to rely on is God and your fellow and your fellow man. And you guys are, are, are doing that. Um, so what next, um, you know, as far as accomplishing your goals, you've, you've grown this from a wonderful in-person conference. Jim, you said, what, 1,700 or so people. I, I know when I was there, there was probably about 3,000 people at the Milwaukee Theater. So now it's completely a satellite operation. And I remember meeting people from Seattle and Texas and some other places when I was up at the conference uh, several years ago before COVID hit. Um, but you guys are, are really taking it to the next level. Um, and explain more of what you guys are doing uh, in that before we get into some other uh, interesting discussion. Yeah. Let me, let me jump in with a, a couple of thoughts there, Mike. Um, you know, one of the things that um, we're finding is that we're, we, we have the, the eyes and the ears of our uh, uh, bishops. Uh, in fact, our own Archbishop Lestecki invited Kevin uh, to um, speak to the uh, bishops' uh, conference and introduce them to what we're trying to do, right? Our, our goal as a lay organization, you know, is, is not to create, you know, a separate entity, but it's really to support what um you know what our 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 clerics are doing right that is an amazing idea let me stop you just for a second kev if you haven't done it yet i spoke to the bishops conference a couple years ago in baltimore before and it's it's kind of awe-inspiring but um you have to do that i mean that is an amazing idea why didn't i think of this um because that is something that that's the best way to do it that's the best way you get in front of these bishops and you talk to them and you'd let them bring it back, uh, you know, make a little uh, handout sheet or email or something you can send to them that just kind of, you know, gives them a simple plan. And wow, um, that's that's a game changer, I think, Jim. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, what part of what we're doing is we're with Men of Christ is trying to take every obstacle out of the way, right? The, the reason that, a, you know, a, a guy doesn't want to get involved or bring something to his parish is fear, right? I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have that capability. I'm not that 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 person. Well, what we do, and it's under our resources tab. Kind of like Paul, Christ, right? Say it once again, Mike. I said kind of like St. Paul, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and but, but if you're... You, you you only can't do it if you refuse to try to do it, right? Um, so what what we what we give the guys is resources on that um, on menofchrist.net um, to you know all of your your communications are pre written. How do I reach out to my men? You know you can't say I'm not a writer because we we've written your emails, we've written your pulpit announcements, we've 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 given you image for images for social posting and so forth. So what we're suggesting to the men is that, hey, you, you build up a team. Don't try to do this on your own. You build up a team. You've got a couple of core guys that you know, somebody who's, you know, you know good with tapping guys on the shoulder, somebody who's good at sales, right? You've got somebody who's good with communication, somebody who's good with technology. Um, you've got um, outreaches, right? Don't make this about, um, uh, don't make this a, just about men. Get your parish involved. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we've got, you know, we've got like, you know, oodles of people that are, are around the parish bake sale and around the parish picnic and all these things. Well, let's really get the parish involved in something that is going to truly, you know, do something good for the parish for the long, for generations, essentially, right? I mean, the, the bake sale makes a couple grand, you know, to support the parish. Strong men in their parish, leading their families, keeping their kids involved in the faith, getting their kids into their Catholic schools. That's the kind of stuff that sets up a legacy for a parish. Well, you're definitely, do, you're definitely doing that. No question about it. Um, and then the next question I'm going to ask you is the, the reality of the current situation with culture, fatherhood, and young men. Um, you're, you're doing it. Now, you did a, um, a young men's conference for a couple of years. I know you were just getting that started when COVID kind of shut everything down. Uh, is there anything regarding that that you're going to be doing this year? What we're going to do with that, yeah, so what we've did, we've integrated that, right, with the new approach that everybody is coming together. But, Mike, you know, the interesting thing, and I, I want to hit a word that Jim just used. He used the word legacy. 
Last year, Father uh, Brooke Masters, again, another great uh, Illinois uh, priest, uh, he, he came up and gave a talk on the five uh, levels of manhood. And just one, I, I go back to that one, probably one of the most. And the last, uh, when he talks about, he, there's again, the five levels are um, boyhood, adolescence, and the only thing that's different there is the age. They're both kind of selfish. And then to migrate into manhood, you start to become selfless. Then mentor, you, you start bringing somebody else with you. And then patriarch, you want to leave a legacy. And that's the word I wanted to hit on. And, you know, the interesting thing that we're doing here is the, the hybrid model that uh, Jim just mentioned is providing tremendous flexibility, right? We're not just watching on screen. We're bringing men together because of that fellowship and friendship that we want formed with the guys, right? We're human beings. We're not disembodied spirits. We need to have that to take place. So uh, it gives us tremendous um, flex in regards to how we outreach. So one of the things that we're going to continue to do as we continue to grow is look at, can we carve out breakout sessions? You know, like we even have, like, grade school kids and high school kids, and then, you know, we may look, we're going to be looking at that. That's something we're definitely going to consider in the future. Yeah, because the age, the age is something, like, you had a... Um... You know, the Friday night, um, you know, you had a couple of your speakers talk to the kids, uh, you know, the teenagers, I guess you would say. And you just mentioned grade school kids, which is something that we have not discussed at all. Um, and I think sometimes grade school kids, I know how reluctant I was to deal with any of this stuff as a, as a grade school kid, for sure. But the nice thing is um, when you're doing it as a parish, I guess the kids can be there with their dads. Um, it's a little more casual than maybe it was uh, at the theater. Um what what age group what ages would you recommend um, for this? Yeah, you know one of the things, and, and Jim, you could you jump into a little bit, but here's the one of the things that I've always done because again the power that the father has to witness to their children. So I bring my six, I brought my six year old when we were down at the, the main conference. And oh, now, I did remember. he get anything? You had your whole yeah, family there. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> like, I'm bringing my girls. Right. I literally I sent the text to my girls today, not today, th this week, and invited them to watch because I want them to see what strong Catholic men do, right? I want to start creating that image. So back to the question, how we, I mean, it really is, if you get a six-year-old that you can't handle, that's no problem, but I'm bringing, like, my youngest now is in fifth grade, mm -hmm. and I want him to enter into, again, the word experience. I want him to smell, touch, feel, see all these guys because one of the things that we did... Well, hopefully they shower, Kev, if they're going to smell them. Just yeah. make sure everyone showers <laughs> well, before you well, do that. They can like, see especially them. Especially you. <laughs> well, I'm going to be down here, so it doesn't matter. I do my. I just had my once, uh, once a month uh, shower uh, yesterday, actually, so I'm good for <laughs> A week from now, I should be okay. I don't want to see me around the 31st, but, you know, I'll be, sh I'll be good next week. Just a little deodorant, per perfume, uh, cologne, I should be fine. Yeah, you look good too, and all the workout you're doing. So, I guess the answer to the question is it, it, like, bring you have to decide as a father what that age should be. But I'm encouraging men to bring their their boys because it's a half day session, so it's not as long, so that they can enter in and just sit there and be there and kind of let it marinate. Like this idea of being together. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this busy problem in our world. We're always too busy. Fathers need to pour into their children. Jim, I don't know if you have some commentary on that. I do. You know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, Kevin's got seven kids, I have five. I started bringing my youngest boy, um, uh, my, my, my oldest boy, I should say, uh, joined us at the first conference in 2007 and uh, uh, had the, the honor of serving Mass for now Cardinal Dolan. Mm -hmm. um, um, the, the thing that the kids get out of it, I think this is really important, is that they see that their dad is among other Catholic men who are not afraid of their faith. They see that that um, Catholic Christianity is masculine. It is not an effeminate religion. It is masculine. I mean, you look up at you look up at the the, the crucifix, right? And you tell me that that was not a a strong bold, you know, man for others, right? Um, it, it just, you know, Christ, uh, you know, did it all, said it all. That's the demonstration that we want our own boys to see um, when we take them, not only when we take them to Mass, but when we take them to a conference where they can feel like they can talk about things that boys and men will talk about, right? We don't have to couch our language at these, these conferences. We, we can tell it like it is. You know, from a content 
standpoint, there's nothing about this conference this year that would uh, that you would uh, shield um, from the ears of uh, of, a, of a boy, uh, of so, a young man. So, Father so, Larry Richards is not coming this year. <laughs> You know what? We'll uh, we we will we'll put those warnings out if if ever needed. But I had no, to throw you know, him out of the bus. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we have we we have you know a guy with just an absolute huge heart. I mean, he just kind of blew us away. Uh, we thought, well, what can we do to bring men and and their and their boys together? And we we thought about um, uh, Mr. Mike Sweeney, MLB All Star, yeah. right? That that guy, you know, just like it, it's. Six kids, right, Kevin? If I'm right. Um, hey, uh, Jim. Right. Jim, let's let's talk about that coming out of the next break. Um, Sounds good. We we gotta we gotta cut here. I mean, because I want to talk more about. Now you'd have to jam that in in like 30 seconds, and let's uh, let's expound on uh, on who is coming and uh, what they're going to be talking about after this break. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear Winds of Change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When Winds of Change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the Winds of Change tile and click on the Listen Live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. I'm Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Costco, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and you are listening to The Winds of Change. St. Stanislaus Costco Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age three and four, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more, providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststandschicago.org, ststandschicago.org. That is, oh, I love that riff, guys. Are you there? We are. Okay, like a little Eddie Eddie Money. Um, <laughs> I said I was listening to a rock station. You are. When I do this show, that's the thing. Um, I'm telling you, it, it, it goes to Kevin Matthews and everyone else. I uh, I do uh, I do some music, you know, make liven it up a little bit. You know, you gotta. And sometimes I let it go too long. I told him, let's play this whole thing, 42 seconds, but. You know, he had to know what the song was about. We're talking about holy water and how you guys are baptizing all these people. One thing before we get into who's coming to the conference, because I uh, I think your conference is obviously amazing. I'm, I keep saying conference, but event, um, whatever you want to call it, it's it's amazing. Um, I highly recommend it. I if you can't uh, get going with your parish, I would I would thoroughly encourage everybody to at least experience it online. Take a look at what's going on, and then. Um, in the future, obviously, maybe maybe get the ball rolling with your parish, um, but you guys have had all kinds of people at at the conference in the past. Um, you've had Protestants, you've had you've had all kinds of people. Some of my priest friends here in Chicago that have come up. I think of Father Hyde, that was brought to tears by all the men uh, looking for a reconciliation because you had that big room where there was that was available and. Um, there's just so much you guys have have done and are growing from. But um, let's talk a little bit about how you guys have evolved into what you are now, and then we can uh, tap into, 
you know, some of the speakers you've had in the past and who you're going to have in the future and, and how the great Archbishop Lustecki, who I absolutely love, even though he's a, he's a Sox fan and a Cub hater, um, is, has been so behind you on this. And I'm, I'm excited that you might speak to the USCCB, though, Kevin. That, that, that's, you have to do that. Yeah, you know, thanks, Mike. And, and you know, we, we're absolutely looking at this. I, I want to step back to, you know, as we, we before break, uh, Jim uh, actually said, you know, Catholicism is a masculine religion. And that is something that we, re- when you look at uh, uh, men of Christ, it, it allows you to enter into this masculine modality. Like, wow, I can see I enter, and you really believe that? And what you said, Mike, it, it, it is a powerful experience because we have adoration. We do the rosary. We have holy water, holy salt. We have sacramentals. I mean, we, we try to, as best we can, immerse our, our, our men and, and their sons. And even the, the ladies, because what we would have is we'd have adoration, and then the ladies, depend, and this may be happening all over, but the women would stay and do the hour of adoration. So the women were praying for us in adoration, and the men were coming and going. So there was this, going back to this idea of unity, there was this great connection and the depth of the Catholic faith, specifically looking through a, a, the, the masculine lens, it's very profound. And what we're striving to do is help inspire men to live out their heroic vocation, right, and to live it courageously. Actually, that is the theme for this year. So, Jim, why don't you talk a little bit about the, uh, the speakers that we're having? Sure, and Kevin, one other thing that I'd like to bring up, um, you know, and uh, Mike, you mentioned it as well. One of the, you know, the core elements of the conference has been sacramental reconciliation, and um, the, the powerful, incredible, powerful stories that we've had come out of that. Men standing in line, coming out of that room that you mentioned, Mike, you know, over the years. 30, 40, 50 years right. of, of holding things in and finally that release. You know, as we, we always say, right, you, you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have a, you know, a soul filled, you know, with grace, you know, how, how are you going to, how are you going to really get there? Um, so that's kind of a key, you know, a, a key part of the conference. Every, we would have at, at the big conference up in Milwaukee Theater, we would have, you know, a hundred priests, you know, volunteer to come in for the day and take shifts. And it was, it was beautiful. You know, the um, thing of, Jim, just one second, the one thing about that that I, I found unique was, I think people came to it not knowing they were going to be going to confession, right? They they they're like, I'm going to do this. They got they got lunch. They got a couple of cool speakers. They might have a you had Vince Lombardi's grandson one year. You got Mike Sweeney this year. You've had some really great speakers, some celebrity speakers as well as some well-known Catholic speakers. They it's like an amusement park uh, ride line. I mean, you've got this line going out the door, and what 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 what's what are they giving away candy or what are they doing here? This is reconciliation and. And you almost felt uh, compelled by your buddies to just get in line and do it. Whereas if it's you sitting at home by yourself or like, I'm going to go do it, you know, but I yeah. let it go, like you said, for 30 years. And that's what brought Father Hyde to tears was that some of these people, he's talking about some guy that looked like a biker. You know, he thought he was going to beat the crap out of him. He's like, the guy came in, a uh, big guy, is uh, probably Father Mike Leitner. Um, but uh, just kind of came in there and uh, just broke down. And he said he felt he felt like a new man when he walked out of there. And you guys have provided that. And I think that's something that can happen on a parish level if uh, organized and coordinated properly. I'll, I'll let, yeah. get back to what you were saying. Yeah, I know you are 100 percent right there, Mike. And that's the beauty, too, of of, you know, pushing this out to the parish levels. Um, we have the priests who, and, you know, and, and this year, you know, we've had, you know, the guys were getting creative, right? They said, well, hey, let's have, let's get a little bigger experience in our parishes and let's bundle five or six uh, parishes together. Then let's get the, the, the priests from those parishes involved. So you have, uh, yeah, my own parish will have seven priests that will show up to hear uh, uh, confessions that day wow. in a couple of different shifts. That's big. You know, yeah, and and so you know you're you are putting it out there, and I think when men are in front of you know other men 
who have the courage to get up from that chair and get into that line, um, that's inspiring to the other men, right? And, you know, what, what, what greater thing can you, you do and demonstrate in front of your, your own son um, than show, uh, you know, repentance for your own sinfulness? So, you know, we just, you know, really, you know, stress that that's such an important part of the conference. Um, you know, at a parish, if, when you show up at these things, um, we have a, you know, beautiful um, uh, a guide to uh, reconciliation. This year we added a guide to reconciliation for married men. So, you know, every year we're trying to introduce new good things that help, um, you know, you know, men live out their vocations courageously, you know, especially in a world uh, that wants to, you know, turn men, you know, into, in, into something meaningless. That's, uh, that's you know, fantastic. One other thing I wanted to say, because we probably got some women listening to the show saying this is just like a, this is the man show. Um, there is a I, <laughs> there is a Women of Christ conference as well that they do in the fall. Um, so there is uh, there is some for the ladies out there. But we'd love to encourage the ladies that are listening to the show that have their special men um, to encourage them to maybe partake in this. And uh, their uh, the Women of Christ is probably a show I'll have to have uh, later in the year with the people that are running that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just, you know, uh, go ahead, Jim. go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say the, the Women of Christ Conference um, is on November 18th this year. Um, they're doing a, a bigger conference. They bring uh, the, uh, uh, the ladies together um, here in Brookfield, Wisconsin, uh, but their website is womenofchrist.net, womenofchrist.net. Um, so you can check things out and get an understanding of what they're doing as well. Um, you know, in, in the beginning, it's kind of funny, we had a little pushback from, you know, some of the, you know, from some of the, you know, parishes, um, that, hey, you know, this is about, you know, men's things, and we got to have stuff, you know, we can't just do stuff for men, and, you know, well, no, it's, you you should be doing stuff just for men, and you should be doing stuff for women. Male spirituality and female spirituality are very different beings, so let's put them together, let them find the support that they need, you know, from um, their, their brothers in one case, their sisters in another, and uh, and grow deeper in their faith as as you know, men of Christ and as women of Christ. They make yeah, stronger yeah, families. Me, well, they do. And interesting enough, here's what I've found in my experience, guys, is that, like, faithful women know their men need this. And if you go, you mentioned going all the way back, I remember the first call, uh, call that we got on our, when we had a, a conference call, well, we had, like, a, a recording or a, a uh, voicemail system set up, and it was from a lady that said, I have been waiting 20 years for you guys to do something <laughs> Uh, what can I do to help? So women know there's almost this natural, they're like, hey, they need this. They need to be around other men. They need iron sharpens iron. You guys have heard yep, that. Yep. You know, stepping into, I know we got to go to a break in a minute, but stepping back into confession, this is so important about, hey, we have something on the calendar, and then this we create this environment that allows it. So, Mike, when you talked about this line that would go on forever, we had that everywhere, by the way. So now this is happening everywhere in all these different locations. Well, what what changed? What, how does a guy 50 years away from the sacrament just show up and finally go? Because you know, in a sense, we're almost like sheep. We follow it. Right. Plus, we're doing we're doing a lot of praying and fasting. So God's grace is working, and the and this is a key word: environment is set up to allow guys to know what they naturally do. Like there's like when they get there, I am sure like their soul is yearning for that, and it's almost like. I remember when my father, he went, he, I, him and I had a, a great conversation, and he ended up going. It's like he floated away, like not mm-hmm. floated away, but floated out of it in the sense of that heavy weight that was put on them was was taken off. And, you know, the one of the things that, they, uh, that I talk about is the, the confession is a sacrament of strength. It's a sacrament of grit. It takes a gritty man that is willing to humble himself and to, you know, to, to com- communicate, to tell the sins to another man, to a priest. So it's just a, it's an amazing experience. Yeah, it, it, de- it definitely is. And, and viewing it, I mean, I've, I'd been out of confession for a while myself until uh, I got involved with the Truth and Life audio Bible. And, uh, you know, then I'm around priests all the time. Like, When's the last time you had a confession? It's like, hell, oh, it hadn't been that long, but it's been a while. <laughs> so I, I spent some time in the in the box, as they say. But seeing some of these people that... 
you're almost compelled to do it. It's not like you're telling your body who's you know, a lukewarm Catholic to come to this conference for confession because they're going to tell you to take a walk. There's no way that's going to happen. But you bring them there, and then everybody's here, and they're like, what's going on over there? Oh, it's nothing. There's confession, reconciliation. Well, everybody's doing it. So that's when, you know, it's almost like you you're, you feel this or yearning in your heart to go do it, to get this weight off you, like you said, and well, it's, it's amazing. It is. And, and by the way, I remember a story. One of our guys, this is back when uh, Archbishop Dolan, now, uh, Cardinal, Cardinal Dolan, was in, in a confessional, like waiting, had his head down. And one of the guys was in line, and he was ready to go in. And uh, he just was like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. <laughs> and our guy pushed him in, like literally <laughs> pushed him in there. And, and the guy come out, he was all teared up, and he gave him a big hug. Here's the, the reality of it. Some guys need that. Some guys need that push. They need to be right. like, we have guys sometimes kicking and screaming. That's one of the things that you said, women watching. Ladies, get your men there. You want to have a, ha- you want to have a happier home? <clears throat> Help your, your husband get there to go to confession and really see, because we're going to lift him up to call, to lay his life down for his family. That is something we're going to be hitting very hard during this year's conference. You know, I'd like okay. to, I'd like to hear, we got we to cut here, but I wanted to just say one thing that you, you would be a good thing to do is do a, an exit analysis of the families like a week later. Um, if you could get some of these people's wives and families to say, hey, how was dad or how was uh, your husband after? What, what's, what was the effect of the conference? We got to go to break right now. We'll be right back after these messages. Here's some good news. We are pleased to announce that St. Stanislaus Koska is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in answer to our Blessed Mother's call to open the doors. The Blessed Sacrament will again be exposed all day, every day, except when Masses or other services are being held. You are invited to come and pray anytime, day or night. For your safety, we ask that you practice social distancing and wear a mask. Hand sanitizer is available and St. Stan's has increased cleaning and sanitizing of the church, and a security person will be on site. More information can be found at ststanschurch.org. That's ststanschurch.org. St. Stanislaus Koska is located two blocks north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. I'm Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Kostka, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and you are listening to The Winds of Change. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When Winds of Change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the Winds of Change tile and click on the Listen Live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. Mike Stark, and I'm back with Kevin and Jim from Men of Christ, and uh, now you think you're listening to a country station, don't you, boys? <laughs> yeah. hey, you the diversity of your, yeah, of your music play is amazing. The rap, <laughs> the rap will be on the next show. Don't okay. push me, because I'm 
close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my... I already lost it. Um, anyway, okay. All right, Jim, you were going to talk, and I cut you off because nope. we got to pay the uh, yeah. got to pay the bills here, man. So no, no, um, no, pr- no problem, Mike. I was just going to mention for any uh, uh, listeners who are coming in late, um, uh, we are Kevin O'Brien and Jim Mickelitz here from uh, Men of Christ. Yes. Um, our, our website is menofchrist.net, and we're talking about the Men of Christ conference that will be happening on 11 March 2023, next Saturday. Um, and um, Kevin, you had just said something a little bit earlier. You mentioned that that guy getting pushed into the confessional, and the funny part of that story that I remember is um, as he got pushed in there, the guy all of a sudden, you know, the curtains draw back, and it is at that point, you know, Archbishop Dolan, and this man stumbles in and and looks straight in the eyes of now Cardinal Dolan and says, "Oh God." And, of course, the Archbishop, with his sense of humor, said, well, I'm getting there, you know, but, but Archbishop for now. So, well, but that's the kind of, you know, there's something about, you know, the, the, the conference that is so cool, and that is the, the, the genuine uh, joyfulness, you know, that, that you see in the guys, you know, and it's just, and then I think, you know, they see that joy, joyfulness, and that is just infectious, right? You want that. You want to be a part of that. First time I ever got together with Kevin and the guy who started Men of Christ, I was like, man, these are really solid men. I want that. You know, and the, I, I say that because the takeaway from the conference, you know, that, that's always the thing, right? You go, you go on a retreat, you do something like that. You've got that retreat high, right? And then it dwindles, right? So what our, a big thing for Men of Christ is carrying the conference beyond by establishing uh, what we call dynamic men's groups. And we've had more than 70 dynamic men's groups form in Paris. I think there are probably 50, you know, they, they, they will, you know, with, with leadership, right, they will come and go, but more than 70 informed, there are 50 plus, I think, still active right now, you know, guys who are drawn on the, on the, on the low end, 15 guys on the high end, 70 and 80 men coming to a weekly men's meeting, you know, what a way to build up, uh, you know, a parish and get, um, you know, get your men and hence their families, you know, uh, back involved. So we, we like to say, you know, that's a, the, the Men of Christ, um, um, it started off as a conference, but it, it really is an experience that goes from year to year to year. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, let's tap into anything that you feel that we've left out at this point, because uh, as you know, we're, uh, we're on the clock here. We've got some time, so I'm not rushing you, but I'm just saying, is, is there anything else that we've left out? Like what the experience is like, uh, we, we kind of touched on that and, uh, you know, Watching your kids well, let me do a couple grow. things, Mike. Yeah, yeah go I think there's. Yeah, I got a couple things. First of all, Good. you know, yeah. I'm always caught, like I, Jim has heard me say this a hundred times about the conference, right? Sometimes, oh, I've been to a conference. No, it's this is like it is a unique experience, and, and now we're in Lent. And you, you know, some people like the idea of a Lenten retreat, so it's a Lenten half day retreat. So this idea of really just giving folks that are in that maybe in the, well, should I do this? Should I not do it? Do it, right? You know, I think that's it. Jump in the pool and make it happen. The second thing is. There are people listening that's like, gosh, you know, they're not, it's not, I can't go to the location. Um, I have friends all over. I mean, literally today, I have cousins in Ireland. I'm ta- I just sent them a, a link to, to watch from Ireland. I've got my cousins in Pittsburgh. So, so it's worldwide. An, it's worldwide, well, Kevin. It, but it can be now. This goes back to the flexibility that we talked all the way from the beginning. This hybrid model not only allows us to really take care of where we live in regards to strengthening. First of all, we want to get to the man. We get to the man that overflows to his family, then to his parish community, and then to his local community. We don't stop at the four walls of our parish. We want to engage the world. This is one of the ways that you can do this. I went, Mike, this is so fascinating. This year I went all the way back into my past, and I went to my high school, we had a 35-year high school football championship reunion, mm-hmm. and I tapped. I'm sending those guys invites to come. And shockingly, one was a pro baseball player's coming. The other guy was a semi-pro hockey player. His nickname was the Enforcer. He's coming. I mean, what I mean by coming, he's participating online from Michigan. So mm-hmm. that is something I really want to make sure is the flexibility to, for you now to take ownership. We always say this, who's men of Christ? We are. So you now have a tool that you can then go use to go out into your your history, into your family, into your neighborhood, and, and pass along. And I would encourage people to do that. 
Yep. Did, did you guys, are we, hello? Yep. Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't want to take all the air time. I was like, no. well, I might be sucking too much out of the room. No, you're not. Mike, <laughs> did you do it Mike, together? If I could add some, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Mike, if I can add that, you know, in uh, Illinois, um, you know, uh, Jay Casney uh, picked up the uh, mantle of leadership, and he is having a group again, I think for now the third year at, at Marytown. He has um, uh, parishes, um, uh, you know, pr- uh, Prince oh, of Peace who, who and St. Gilbert. Who was that? Uh, uh, Jake Hasney is leading the effort down in northern Illinois there, oh, okay. um, and and that will be the Marytown um, right. Uh, uh, operation, right? And so um, he has parishes like Prince of Peace and St. Gilbert, St. Paul the Apostle, St. John the Baptist, St. Joseph, all in that, you know, that neck of the woods, right? right? And so they're coming together there. So if you can, you know, experience it in person, Experience it in person. I mean, there's that's how no you should do it. That's how that that's going to be the biggest impact. Um, you can register to watch from home, and on uh, March uh, uh, 11th at 8:45 Central Time, um, come to MenOfChrist.net. You'll be able to click the Watch Live button and uh, join us for a great day. Yep. Okay. Now uh, back into who the speakers are at this uh, this show. You've got um, Mike Sweeney. You were starting to talk a little bit about him. Yeah, I, I let me jump into that. Yeah, yeah, real, real quickly. Our MC is just a just a rock star, rock solid young priest named Father John Lacoco. He'll be carrying the day for us. Kevin is going to open things up, welcome, and kind of set the tone for the day. Right again, our our theme is living your vocation. So wait a minute, hold on. He's going to put people to sleep to start the show. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. That... I want them well rested for everybody else, Mike. <laughs> No, Kevin's a a very dynamic speaker. I am joking. Yes, that's true. Uh, After uh, Mike Sweeney's going to come aboard um, after that, and he's got a a great message, Come Follow Me, Becoming a Big League Disciple. And he's he's got some great messages about, you know, yoking yourself to to Christ, right? You know, don't walk that crooked path. You know, yoke yourself to Christ, and you'll follow that straight path. Um, uh, Another just, you know, uh, you know, a priest on fire, Father John Burns, who just actually released a book called um, Return, uh, of, available at Ave Maria uh, Press. Um, great Lenten uh, uh, guide, uh, reflection, daily reflections. Um, but Father John Burns is going to be talking about the heart of man and the heart of Christ. So really relating your manhood to, um, you know, this, this Christological ideal. Um, uh, and then uh, our own Archbishop Lestecki is going to do something really powerful uh, a father-son blessing for the men mm-hmm. um and that's just a, a, a wonderful time for for dads and their boys and um you know and even those who've, who've lost a son or lost a father it's a great time to reflect yep. um and we're going to close out with a, a big big speaker um uh, bart schutz former um nfl player uh, founder of uh, church on fire and um he's coming in and he church on fire not to be confused with word on fire father baron correct Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Church on fire. And um, yeah, he's just got a, a great message, messages of conversion. And he's got a, a talk called Take Back What Belongs to God. So a perfect message uh, for men to leave with, right, as they go back to yep. their families and, and bring order and um, uh, bring order and servitude back to their families. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, again, it's open to all. How how do people get a hold of it um, if they if they're listening if they're tuning in now how how would somebody participate in this um, we want to encourage more and more people to to get involved here over the you know future years and, and bringing more people I'd like to bring more down here to Illinois obviously and you've expanded it like Kevin just said over over the uh, Atlantic Ocean but what what can people do to to get involved once more time one more time Jim. Yeah, so if you, um, again, to visit us at uh, uh, menofchrist.net, uh, you know, 17 years, um, we're into it 17 years now and 17 years strong. Um, I can't, can't believe it. You know, you wonder sometimes, is it gonna, is it gonna make it to a next, you know, to the next year or whatever? And it just keeps growing and growing. Well, the so, COVID was a true test, right? And, and it you, was. you took the COVID and turned it into this wonderful opportunity to, evangelize even further you're like okay covid they shut us down like i remember i was coming it was a couple days and they're like no we're not having it and then all of a sudden now you're like all right fine well this is the answer we're gonna do it uh, you know worldwide you bet mike so um guys thank you so much that's the piano that says we gotta go 
Um, so Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having I'm me. glad to have you guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful conference, and uh, Kev will be talking soon, I'm sure. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. This is Mike Stark saying so long. What's there to say when the world makes no sense? Do we search deeper truths or sit on the fence? Can you see? Can you see? Can you see? The winds have changed. We marvel and flatter such meaningless thought. The shell appears strong, but the inside is right. It's time to be stirred, the time is now, the winds have changed.